0: So the talking points start uh, with a, a very serious point and uh, one that I know that both our guests, uh, Kevin philippard Foy and Emma Berry, who are with us in the Luck on Sunday studio this week, both uh, feel strongly about. It's online abuse. And Emma, uh, well, there's a headline in the Racing Post today. Spiller speaks out after receiving death threats. Henry Spiller, the trainer, and his wife and a jockey as well, Ray Dawson, uh, receiving very unpleasant threats as a result of a horse getting beaten at Bath last week.
1: Yeah, really unpleasant stuff. Unfortunately, it's nothing new. And um, I don't see an end to it coming either. I mean, I really don't know how this can be stamped out, but it's it's appalling that um, trainers and jockeys, I think especially, have to face this kind of language. I mean, all trainers and jockeys want to do is win races. So when you have a beaten favorite, there's going to be no one crosser about it than the trainer and the jockey, um, clearly. Often this kind of abuse I would imagine comes from people who've lost money backing that horse. Um, but they really do need to stop and think um, at the level of upset it causes. We've had a few to our website, um, to my train to my husband um, He trains John Berry and he, you know, I've actually decided to sort of take take them take them up on it a little, a little way and bided my time and then replied the next day with an email outlining what goes into getting a horse there and how disappointed Do you get a reply to your reply? A couple of times I've had replies with apologies which has been surprising but pleasing as well, but just asking the people that send these emails to think about what they're saying and the upset it causes.
0: And, and Kevin, it, it's not just to racing people, to anybody. I'm not going to repeat the type of abuse that the, that Henry and Eve Spiller uh, received, um, but is on they put it up on Twitter. This is this is nasty stuff, whether it's racing or whichever walk of society it is.
2: Yes, unfortunately, when it's part of the modern era, like in the new ways of communication, but it's Present in every sports. Um, I got some, and yes, I think I don't really see a an end to it. We just have to deal with it. And yes, bit bit thick skin.
0: In this particular case, I, I think you'd have to be really thick uh, skinned. But the actual email address of the person who sent the abuse is on there, so uh, there is p- potential for an investigation. Whether. Anybody actually, maybe there's just such a volume of this type of stuff, whether anyone is actually able to do that is perhaps debatable. New stables wolves. This is planning permission given by Wolverhampton City Council for 100 stables in four US-style barns uh, at uh, Wolverhampton. Uh, I think this sounds like a positive. This sounds, Kevin, like the possibility of somebody who's, um, who maybe was you uh, five ten years ago who wouldn't have had that much support could go and Perhaps take a couple of boxes of Wolverhampton and train on the track. Yes, definitely U.S. It's style. Great
2: opportunity um, Obviously you, you you have the track and you can run there and you have no transport um, And it's uh, it's probably a much easier way to start Yes to start training than having to buy or rent a big yard um, with like quite yes, high prices so no great opportunity for for young trainers to to set up um, a bit
0: cheaply. And, Emma, I can't see many negatives in this. Uh, ARC hasn't actually said what it plans to do, so the assumption is that this is a possibility, but, you know, clearly if they're going to build 100 boxes, they've got to do something with them.
1: Yes, absolutely, and if it does give an opportunity for young trainers to start with a handful of horses, say, and and get in that way, then all well and good, because, you know, property, as we know in this country, is extremely expensive to either rent or buy, so... It's it's a, a hopefully a great step on the ladder for for young trainers to get involved. We're obviously not used to horses being trained on the track so much here. We're lucky we have the so heathland. is the it? Well,
0: it's an American thing, isn't it? I said it's US style. It's never really taken off in this country, has it?
1: No, I suppose. I mean, we're a much smaller country, and and we've kind of, I suppose, racing has developed in training centres, whether Midland or Newmarket or or wherever. Where we're lucky, we have great expanse of heathland to to train on. America's America's completely different in its in its size and and racing program but there's no reason you can't do that um, and if it if it helps people to get going why not
0: And do you, do you see that as a real positive in terms of, of people with dreams the sort of dreams you once had to, to get going
2: yes definitely I mean we got lucky that we got an opportunity at the right time but um, not everybody will have that opportunity and it's a, I think it will, could be a great way to start for some people
0: so that's uh, ARC have applied for that planning permission to build those boxes at Wolverhampton that's been granted by the council In Wolverhampton. Now, uh, Hayes and Cotter. Uh, Paddy Hayes, uh, 15 month uh, suspension, bringing racing into disrepute. That's to do with animal neglect. uh, And also in Ireland, Kieran Cotter twenty seven thousand five hundred euro fine a positive cobalt sample in an unannounced inspection uh, both obviously um negatives as far as racing is concerned but the particular negative that c word cobalt that always especially in this day and age gets people really sort of thinking and, and excited
1: yes and i mean it, it seems that in this case it was in you know, a tiny amount but still you know it's it's a positive test and it's it's a negative news for racing I understand this is going to be appealed by um, the trainer as is, as is the in the Hayes case as well which obviously drags these things out a little longer as well so yeah
0: I think the point on Kieran Cotter as well that the medicines record was miles out of date now you're a trainer's wife you know that, that that's well and you're a trainer so you both know how important it is to keep these records up to date and the authorities are going to hit you hard if you don't
1: Absolutely, and this is what his big, big fine has been about. Um, that is part of the, the deal you have with your training licence, that, 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 that this record must be kept, you know, part of the rules of racing. So that's been um, an oversight on his part, clearly, and, and he's been hit hard for it.
0: And how complicated is it to actually keep a record? How difficult is it, physically difficult, to keep a record of all the, the, the medicines? But
2: it's not, I wouldn't say it's difficult, it just takes time. Um, and you've just said it's a day... You have you have to work on it on a daily basis, and you just have to keep thinking about about it and keep an accurate record. How um, many issue in training is is time, and we just we always feel that we never have enough time. But um, there's a lot of paperwork side of things, which takes which takes a, a lot of your day, um, and you just kind of focus on the training, and sometimes just like kind of. Kind of Forget the it, it's just very important to keep it accurate and and uh, and within the rules.
0: And, and inevitably, training horses isn't just about having horses out on the callops yeah, in the morning. No, is a, a, the admin? Does the but regardless of that, does the admin sometimes? Do you look at a pile of things and think, oh my goodness?
2: But I'm I'm lucky to have people people around me that just do a, yes, a lot of it. But um, and I kind of focus focus on training the horses. But I would say it's yes, it's 50% training the horses and 50% of admin work.
0: And clearly that, uh, that case and the mention of cobalt and uh, of the uh, medicines record, uh, Jim Bulger and uh, him saying uh, that drugs were sports number one problem in Ireland. Again, that particular matter is back in sharp focus. Kieran Cotter due to have a runner, Matilda Picot, uh, at Royal Ascot uh, as well. So he, he's got a big fine, but he's training on. So item four is cashless society. Cash is king, they say at the races, uh, and uh, that um, there are too many credit cards, debit cards expected around and about. Do you feel cash is king, Emma, at the races, and that cards are a bit of a pity? The suggestion is it's putting some people off.
1: Well, and it probably is. I mean, I personally am very happy to use a debit card everywhere, but a lot of people aren't, and perhaps especially some older people that have more time in their hands to go racing. And part of the sort of charm of a day at the races is being in the betting ring and betting with the bookies and, you know, being able to hand over your grubby fivers and hopefully getting a few few grubby fivers back. So,
0: I, I suppose the point, as far as the betting ring is concerned, because it is such a cash-orientated area, that if people uh, are going to have be, be using cards and perhaps being forced to use cards in certain places, they're actually going to not go to the betting ring at all, which is going to be bad news for the betting industry.
1: Well, yes, it will certainly change things. I mean, already, I'm sure lots of people bet on their phones and what have you, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a very premature move to, to make racecourses cashless, if that's going to be the case.
0: Any any thoughts on on uh, a cashless society and uh, not being able to use cards in certain places? Uh, oh, cash in certain places, yes. being yes, forced to use if uh, yes.
2: I mean, the, old, as if, like, the idea of the old-fashioned way of betting you just... You put your money on, and you get some money back. And after you just have a couple of drinks with with the money you made, and it's kind of the culture of racing. And it would be sad, sad to see
0: it go. Mm. Okay. I always I love the thought of the mm. old, yeah. you know, you yeah, betting with their money. Um, it makes me sound like some terrible punter, which mm. uh, a I am a terrible punter, but not not a massive one. But uh, I'd, I'd, I think it's a, possibly a bit of a pity if if. Uh, uh, but but you know, the, the modern world is about. Less cash, isn't it? You know, if you go to the supermarket or you go to the high street or you go to a, some Sunday attraction, there are less and less cash flying around.
1: Yeah, that's true, but I don't think we should be doing anything to put off people coming racing.
0: Well, well that, that is clearly the case in the whole... Uh, so, or, or potentially putting people uh, off. Uh, you know, Basically, you want to make certain that everything uh, possible, that's the, the much of the thinking here, everything possible done is to bring uh, people in. Uh, we're not going to talk about crowd levels this week. There will be many further opportunities on Lux on Sunday uh, in the uh, future to consider uh, the whole crowd thing, but it was good to hear uh, the RTV team at uh, York yesterday commenting on the real buzz around the place at uh, Haydock yesterday as well. Uh, similar uh, sentiments, and also from uh, Goodwood as well. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was a little bit of a blip, but we'll have to wait and see uh, when the various crowd figures all come out. As we go on to number four, Dittori Derby. Frankie Dittori has won the Derby twice, Uh, The last couple of years, he hasn't won the Derby, but he's been in the news particularly beforehand because he's replaced other riders on certain horses and he's doing it again. He's going to ride Piz Badil. um, Who is it? It's um, Gavin Ryan has been jocked off in favour of Frankie Dittori. Jocking off. Uh, Have you ever jocked anyone off?
2: Yes, and yes, you have. I, yes, I've
0: already uh, yeah. um, Dan Musket, funnily enough, is our next guest. He's <laughs> one of your jockeys. <laughs> who's about to come in the studio, so please it's, don't go and jump him off on live on air.
2: No, it's 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 a, it's always a very difficult call. Um, you want the best jockey on your horse, but at the same time, you want someone who knows your horse. Um, it's a very difficult question, I suppose. Um, Frankie won won c- uh, some Group Ones for for the Niarchos family. I remember. Alpine Star winning winning at Royal Ascot a couple of years ago, it's a very difficult call. Um, it just
0: yeah. oh, well, and the irony, of course, is that um, other riders have been jocked off for Frankie the last couple of years. Tom Marquand a couple of years ago on English King, and uh, then the winner last year, Adam Kirby, um, had been uh, jocked off John Leeper for Frankie. So it doesn't always uh, it doesn't always work out. There's sometimes there's a twist in the in the whole story.
1: No, indeed. I mean, Tom was second um, two years ago, and, and obviously Adam Kirby went on to win. Um, on oh, that yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to what the owner wants for their horse, and they want Frankie. And equally, uh, sort of bigger, it's of course deeply disappointing for Gavin Ryan. He's done nothing wrong on this horse, but um, for the Derby itself, we're at the stage now where Frankie is Mr. Racing. You can't have the Derby, especially in Platinum Jubilee year, when we hope the race will get perhaps some more even you know greater coverage possibly queen will be there uh, you, to me you can't have a derby without frankie whether he wins or not he's got to be in it
0: i think it's his 27th mount in the race first one 1992 remember the name oh Pollen Cad. Gosh, uh, we, 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 were talking, we were talking about <laughs> it a little bit uh, earlier on. Sorry, that was very unfair of me to put you on the spot I like that. Remembered. I do apologise. I was just showing off the fact that I looked it up on, uh, <laughs> on Friday. Mm. Um, as we go on to Nashua Oaks, so you call uh, the Tory Mr Racing. Uh, a candidate for Ms Racing, if you like, is Holly Doyle. And it looks as though she's going to have a big ride in the Oaks uh, on Nashua that's so impressed at, at Newbury the other day.
1: She certainly did, didn't she? She's a very exciting filly for Imad Al Saga's Blue Diamond Stud, homebred for them. And uh, one, I mean, ironically, actually, Frankie, you know, 15 years ago, Imad Al Saga won the derby with Authorised, Frankie's first derby winner. Um, Hopefully, he won't be jockeying off Holly, but Holly is the retained jockey for. For Blue Diamond Stud, and, um, and that's been a fantastic arrangement for both parties. And Nashua, I'm glad, really glad, they've made the decision to, to run her in the Oaks. The Oaks is the Oaks. It's,
0: as it's, opposed to the French Oaks, wasn't yeah, it? That absolutely. was the alternative,
1: pre You know, maybe, it, it remains to be seen whether she's better at 10 or 12 furlongs. I think 12 furlongs was, is within her scope, and she has a great turn of foot as well. She, to me, she has everything. That you'd want to see in a potential Oaks filly. I'm glad she's taking her chance. There's only one Oaks, and I'm glad she's going.
0: And the Gosden's going to have Emily up John as well. If uh, if I could wave a magic wand and give you one of these horses for the Oaks, what what would you be going for?
2: I would, if I was a rider, I'd probably pick Emily Upjohn, But Nashua Nashua has done very 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 well. Um Ollie's the up and coming jockey at the at the moment, and she's. She's riding incredibly well this year. I mean, she's been for a couple of years now, and she deserves a chance, definitely.
0: And imagine at this Epsom festival that's gonna have a lot of coverage because of being part of the platinum celebrations, if a female jockey was to win a British classic, you know, and and more success for British riders at the very high, uh, for uh, female riders at the very highest level, how good would that be, publicity-wise?
1: It would be super. I mean, Mm. and she's just a wonderful ambassador for racing. and she absolutely deserves to have her chance at the highest level every year.
0: One of my favourite words in commentary is splendid and sometimes the word splendid is overused but Uh, The commentator, I think it was David Fitzgerald at Newbury, the day that Nashua won, said she'd won in splendid fashion. And it was such a good description. She did win that in splendid style and is going splendidly now on uh, towards the Oaks on the 3rd of June on Friday week. Mm. So, Strad, Stradivarius. Uh, Emma, you particularly wanted Stradivarius in the talking points today. You haven't got an exclusive from Newmarket about yeah. him, have you? So, what, uh, what, 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 what do you? Want? Here's your soapbox. Far away. Oh,
1: I am a bit of a bore. I'm not on my Stradivarius. You're a bore soapbox. on nothing. Um, but look, I love this horse, and I mean, who doesn't love this horse? He's. Yeah, you know, we talk about dwindling numbers at the races. He's a horse that brings people Puts to the bums races. on seats. We're not going to have him forever. This, I would imagine, is going to be his last season and we're lucky to still have him around. But the rather depressing thing for me is, to me, he's the type of horse that everyone would want to own if you're an owner and would be extremely proud to have bred if you're a breeder. And already the talk is, oh, well, he's going to be a National Hunt Stallion. Um, I find it terribly sad that there isn't already a strong offer from a leading flat stud to stand this horse. He's impeccably bred. He's versatile. Yes, of course, he's a stayer and he can stay extreme distances but he
0: he won over a mile and a quarter at Beverly, I think
1: yeah he did he he won as a two-year-old he wasn't a backward horse Um, these top stayers are not slow horses they have to have a turn of foot and we've seen him turn it on again and again you know he's he's got it all he's got the mental capability of having raced this many seasons as an entire he's clearly a very sound horse a terrific ambassador for racing and I think he's a stallion that People should be, be should be getting behind and not be instantly dismissing the second he's off the track.
0: So the campaign starts here.
1: It's all, it started several years ago <laughs> from <laughs> well me, it's, but it's, I'll be, it's up a couple I'll of be ramping it up absolutely.
0: Yeah, Stradivarius. Would you would you be happy to have uh, a, 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 a flat horse by Stradivarius? Went after yeah, all the...
2: yes, definitely. we I mean, we tend to go sp- speed on speed, but um, we need we need them great steers and. As I he say, he's the grand ambassador for racing, and, I mean, we wouldn't want to own Strad and, and yes, it was Stradivarius. Yeah. More
0: than £3 million won uh, all those races, uh, won as well by Stradivarius, was it 20 from 33 or something like that, the Gold Cup? for a third time and really looking forward to uh, him having another go at the gold cup at Royal Ascot in a couple of weeks time. So that's uh, Stradivarius. Uh, well, I, I wanted it. you wanted Strad. I wanted Steve Cawthon, you know, uh, it is, he's not riding in the derby, but he's going to be on TV. He's going to be expounding his wisdom, his experience of Ascot. And I think great to see you, Steve.
1: Oh, I couldn't agree more. When I read that story, I just thought, well, this is fantastic. I mean, He's an icon, of course, and um, I think maybe it, maybe it's our age, but <laughs> you sort of think, gosh, how fantastic. I'm very flattered <laughs> that you're putting me in the same
0: bracket. <laughs> We're
1: just there or thereabouts. <laughs> I'm not putting Kevin in our bracket. No, either, he's, I a lo- he's a long way from <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, I mean, his record at Epsom is extraordinary. Um, you know, I think the only jockey to have won the Derby and the Kentucky Derby um, on a Triple Crown, of course, on Affirmed, mm-hmm. and the Phillies Triple Crown on Oh So Sharp. So he'll bring so much to... A broadcast as regards his own unique experiences on both sides of the Atlantic, and he's just a, an all round good egg, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe that he's 62 years old now. Steve, in my mind, Steve Cawthon is forever. 30-whatever-he-was, uh, winning on uh, slip anchor and reference points. And I must say that if you haven't ever seen those races, for so many different reasons, the size of the crowd, but they, the, the way the races panned out in the 1980s, get on to uh, whatever your your platform is and try and find uh, the slip anchor and reference point derbies won by Steve Cawthon. They're great occasions. Are you too young to be a Steve Cawthon fan? Um, I mean, yes, how old are you, 31? Um, yes, I'm about to
2: turn 31. But he, he brought a new way of riding for the jockeys and, uh, and he still has an influence now on the, on the way the jockeys are riding in, in modern area.
0: I think... For people of certainly my generation, and I've, I've, I've now been very rude to Emma and suggested she's the same generation, but Steve Cawthon had the same type of uh, iconic status that Frankie de has to, uh, to, to your type of generation. And Fra- uh, Steve Cawthon, he, he, he'd, won the, he'd won the US Triple Crown, uh, and he, he came over here, and I think he made his debut at Salisbury, didn't he? he I think he was riding at Salisbury. And the injured, Robert Sangster had got him to come over and uh, he was going to ride for Henry Cecil and he was the Kentucky kid and there was so much excitement about it and he went to sort of, the. Uh, not sure the weather was great but there was a big crowd there and he never looked back and um, champion jockey as well, what was he, three time champion jockey, he used to have great duels with Pat Edery anyway um, uh, that's enough from the Steve Cawthon uh, Appreciation Society but he will be part of ITV's coverage at Epsom this year that is the end of the talking points, so um, Yeah, hope you enjoyed them.